Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. And you're listening to the Death Scography Podcast, episode 15. Yeah, I, um... When My we, when favorite was... word in Spanish is quince, which means 15. <laughs> I, I was hoping it would mean 15. I was hoping you weren't going to say something unrelated. It's quince, which means... Toboggan. Exactly. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, hey, we have a special guest host on today's episode. Uh, Andy, if you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, this is Andy. I play in a band from Chicago called The Eradicator. That's right. Yeah, we we The Eradicator. We met met over the internet, and then I did some photos for you guys, ended up on a record. And um, listeners, if you haven't heard The Eradicator, you should really check them out. They're absolutely... It's absolutely fantastic. Annie, am I right in saying that you're kind of the only um, like permanent member and you kind of have like a rotating cast around you? Uh, Yeah, there's like a couple of guys here in Milwaukee, um, someone a couple of guys in Chicago that are like the typical guys that play. But I do it as a solo thing, too, where I'll just like play with other people in other cities. Would you say that you are the eradicator? Um, I, I don't think I could literally say that like legally. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, I was going to say the last time I saw you play down here in Gainesville, um, you had, uh, some of my bosses as your backing band <laughs> and that was really fun. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah Jake and, uh, Warren who own Boca Fiesta were two members of his backing band. Yeah. So it was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. So I just wanted, uh, everyone check out that band. You're absolutely fantastic. Um, if, uh, if fest happens this year, it'd be cool. I think you're supposed to be playing, but who knows if it's going to fucking happen. I don't know. (laughs) If you, if you go back and listen to episodes of this podcast, like, like three months ago, we're like, yeah, we're going to see everybody at fest. And then like a month and a half ago, we're like, yeah, man, we're hoping for fest. And now Jeremy's <laughs> like, ah, if it happens, maybe yeah. Yeah, we'll I f- maybe I f- see you. <laughs> it might, maybe, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it, it, everything's just very... Jeff, you want to open that can? <laughs> it's like the <laughs> intro to that... Um, uh, hell, that Hell Yeah song? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, that what, is that what you were going to say? No. What's is that band, where you're going? That metalcore band... Um, uh, dead to fall dead. oh yeah dead to fall yeah major they, they, major rager major rager oh. they open yeah, it with that it. all right well let's uh let, let's Boy, get into like, it my mom is gonna be so pissed someone <laughs> threw a brick into the tv <laughs> all right uh so on this episode um we are i promise we're about, a real real podcast andy andy <laughs> this is a real thing we're getting to it <laughs> it's not just <laughs> 10 minutes of us talking about major rager well actually that's kind of what it is i don't know (laughs) um so this episode we are talking about the uh hope conspiracy and the suicide file split dead man's hand one um it came out in 2002 towards the end of the year we're actually about to wrap up this year for death wish i think there's one more release uh that they released in 2002 that we'll talk about next episode but then we're on to 2003 you know good year yeah they released we've honestly so this is episode 15 like we've done most of these episodes have been 2002 releases they released a fuck ton of shit no i was talking uh, about 2003 oh so, well it's a, it's I don't, a good year <laughs> i was it's in, my i was a junior in high school uh i began being allowed to drive to school that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> i don't know year. i was like 13 <laughs> so, yeah 
<laughs> Sick. And, and Andy, Andy you, what were you doing in 2003? Yeah, what were you doing in 2003? I was um, it's in my 20s. <laughs> so I, <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when this, like, around that time when this record came out. Hell yeah. Honestly, that's I why I was super into uh, Orgy. I was listening to a lot of Orgy. <laughs> the activity of the band. <laughs> a lot of corn. Uh, <laughs> I, 2003, I was, God, eighth grade-ish. Mm. You don't got to uh, brag about it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a child. I'm turning 30 this week, so I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling weird in all sorts of ways. But uh, <laughs> I was listening, like, I, I think I, we said this a couple episodes ago, I was maybe, maybe listening to like Slipknot. Maybe. Yeah. I was just not. These you were bands, not. I was not. Aha. Uh, you were Slipknot. All right. <laughs> that's, that's awful. Okay. <laughs> I I, the Hope Conspiracy was nowhere in my. Um, like wheelhouse. Regis- yeah. Wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, but they definitely got there. Honestly, that's one reason I was super excited about this record is like. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, early Deathwish stuff goes. um. The Hope Conspiracy was definitely a band that stuck out to me. Like, oh, I've heard them before. I really like right. this band. It's yeah, I definitely I'm never to get heard. To. I had never heard of the Suicide pro- Suicide File. Suicide mm-hmm. File. Suicide File before listening to this. Andy, this are split. you a fan of both bands, Hope Conspiracy and Suicide File? Yeah. Um, so let's see. So I did sound for shows like metal shows and hardcore shows in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s around the Chicago suburbs. And I did sound for a Converge Hope Conspiracy show in like way early (laughs) 2000. And I remember being terrified of this, the Hope Conspiracy, because like (laughs) he's just like a big, burly, scary looking guy. And like he he like right before the set, he just like stared at me. He's like, I want all the lights off. It's like, all right. Okay. I'm the sound guy. Yeah. And then um, I don't control the lights. Yeah. And there was uh, so the guitar player of Hope Conspiracy is um, Niraj, who also is yeah. the guitar player of the Suicide File. So, yeah, I see. I see. OK. Yeah. So this was like Niraj's like, I, I mean, Hope Conspiracy was around for a little while, but like um, this is like kind of like there are a lot of people like that came to hang out with Niraj because he was from uh-huh. the Chicago suburbs. He was in um, a band called Extinction. And that's like, right. Yeah, there are just a lot of people that like came out. And I remember I, I don't know if I met him at that show, but like it was just one of those like, you know, even though it was a converge show, it was like 200, 300 people there. So it was right, like right. relatively small in the grand scheme of things. But like um yeah, and I, I I met Niraj like maybe four or five years later. I actually put out a record of one of his bands. So I, and oh shit, yeah, and actually for that band, I filled in for him one time. So what, like, what nice. band? Uh, it was called Holy Roman Empire. They were around. you know I was actually going to talk about them. I didn't know I love that band. Oh, I didn't sweet. know he was in that band until I did the research for this episode. Yeah, yeah. So I put out that record. Um, that was. Yeah, quite a while ago. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I um doing again doing research. I uh I, uh, the Hope Conspiracy like they they claim to be a like based out of Boston band, mm-hmm. which they were technically, but like you were saying, Naraj, he he was from Chicago. Um, and the other members, at least at the beginning, uh, they were all from like um Minneapolis originally. They were in this band called Harvest. Yeah. Um, and like Harvest broke up, and then they all decided to move to Boston because. The Northeast is such a killer scene for like hardcore 
uh, and they recruited Niraj to move there as well and join the band. Yeah, from what I, mean, I from what I found, I so mean, that's that's was, cool that he went to college too. I think like because there's a lot of colleges in that area. I'm not sure specifically oh, like what college he went to, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's a, it's just cool to think of like, you know, I, I always thought of them as like a Northeastern band, but in reality, they were all from the kind of the Midwest and yeah. then they moved, <laughs> they all moved to Boston to, which I get, you know, like it's a really cool area. It's good for hardcore, you know, would you maybe, say they were shipping out to Boston? Ah, oh, <laughs> fucking Jesus. <laughs> hmm. All right. See you, Andy. That was, that was it. That's done. Um, okay. But yeah, I guess <laughs> to continue that trend about the hope con, um, so they, they, they formed in like 99 ish and they recorded their first demo. And from the get go, they were recording with, uh, Kurt Ballou from Converge at God city, which mm-hmm. is why their stuff has always sounded killer. He's, he's, I mean, top five producers for me, top five engineers. So like, I love almost everything that dude touches is just like, sounds phenomenal. Um, but so they, they recorded, uh, their demo and then in 2000, they record their full length. They put that out through, um, uh, equal, equal vision. vision. Yep equal vision uh and then they they ended up doing a couple other things uh and through various stuff they get they get signed to bridge nine put an ep out through them and then by the time this album comes around they had put out another lp called in note on equal vision but signed to death wish and put this seven inch split out with uh with the suicide file and then continue to stay on death wish and are, are, are currently on death wish quote unquote even though they're not really a band anymore um yeah they never so, like officially disbanded but I, I don't think hope con has done anything in quite a while yeah um, as far as i could I tell know, they, i don't know like they really haven't done anything they released a their last record they released was in like 2009 um and that's kind of been the last time they've been active they were touring a little bit around there but they haven't done much since then we've been trying to pester them through twitter uh with our <laughs> with our hashtag uh hashtag hey please Get the Hope Con to play fest, please. All right, thanks. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, response so was, on that yet. But so I was okay, supposed to know. plug in. Yeah, so I was actually supposed to play with Naraj's new band in April um, oh, really? in California. <laughs> yeah, because he lives in LA now and he's in a band called Holy Fever, which mm. um, I did. I I've actually heard of them and I didn't realize that he was in that band either. So. Yeah, and I think the uh, well, the singer of the Suicide File was the singer of Holy Fever, but I don't think he right. is anymore. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we were gonna play at Program uh, Skate Shop yeah. in Fullerton, and then we were gonna go to mm-hmm. Tijuana. Um, but then shows stopped happening everywhere. Right. So. Then the world <laughs> crumbled. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we actually played um program. We played the uh, no time last, fest. last day of no time for fun oh, fest yeah. this past year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you guys were on that as well, but uh, at a different, on a different day at a different I think we were the place. day before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pro- yeah pro- like- pro- if you've never been friends, listeners program skate shop is, that fire it's a fucking cool ass skate shop clothing shop that also they just move all their shit out of the way and throw shows and uh it's an amazing space and uh yeah uh, it's like you always see all the fucking cool ass bands play there because it's like the it's very um iconic their background with all the you know skateboards and shit It's it's really cool um well just speaking of you know members of the hope conspiracy being in every band possible like legitimately like it's insane how uh spread out this band is like in terms of um 
amazing band. So like members of of, of the oh, Hope you mean Con, like connections, like yeah, like other, so like yeah. the drum their drummer Jared, uh, he is in currently none more black paint it black and boy sets fire <laughs> i love that he's in norm none more black and paint, and it, black. paint it black yep I love <laughs> he's that. in both of those uh their vocalist went on to be in all pigs must die sick uh and then like uh, i'm not sure which uh member is is this but like they have a current member in hesitation wounds and lies who Damn. are both current death wish bands that we will eventually get to they're much, like hesitation wounds put out a record last year it's got like Jeremy from Touche Amore, the drummer of Gouge Away, this guy from yeah, Hope Mirage. Conspiracy. But Mirage it's just is in that band too. Is, is that is yeah. that who it is? I couldn't I couldn't figure out who it was uh in the time I was doing research. But yeah, it's just like they just even though the Hope Con is no longer a band, they just went on to form all these like well, other yeah. super influential cool bands. Um, and you know Jared so is the um fill-in drummer for my chemical romance, right? So that's it's actually a different Jared, but that is something I was gonna bring up. They had there was a Jared in HopeCon that it was like spelt J-A-R-E-D. And then there's Jared, who was the drummer of Suicide File at this time of the recording. And that's something I was going to bring up. Jeff, current drummer of My Chemical Romance yeah. was the drummer <laughs> of the Suicide File. Small world. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, wild. It's insane. Good, good, good thing, uh, you know, stuff. I, I was thinking about this. The, I got real stoned and I was thinking about My Chemical Romance the other day. And uh, I was like, <laughs> man, like everybody's having a bad 2020. But I feel like My Chemical Romance is having a bad 2020. <laughs> they, they were like, hell yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's. Oh, God damn it. No shows. <laughs> <laughs> they're fine. Finally, they're triumphant. <laughs> nope. I'm sorry, yeah, I don't feel right, bad yeah. for my chemical romance. <laughs> They're probably <laughs> fine. What's that? I don't feel bad for my chemical romance. They're no, fine. no, no, I don't feel bad for them either, but I'm sure that they were uh, real bummed. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, speaking of that, that guy, um, he, he was also in just a ton of other bands. Um, the Liz Butler. No, <laughs> Jared, I don't know his last name, but he, uh, he has his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> like hmm. that's how many, like, significant things he's been associated with he 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 played on one of the early american nightmare records he was on a throwdown record he's playing in my chemical <laughs> romance uh he was in holy roman empire as well uh and also he uh was in one of matt skiba from alkaline trio side projects matt skiba and the secrets i just mm. I, I was discussing with uh, uh my roommate earlier this guy because like how does a dude who's in the suicide file, you know, American nightmare. How does he, where does his path transition to that? Now he's playing in my chemical romance. That's well, just fucking insane to me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, I don't know, man, like the dude, the dude that's playing drum, the dude that's the drummer for Slipknot is the fucking guy. It's Max Weinberg's kid. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just like, know, that's like, just a wild, it's just weird shit. I think it's like, you get, it, you get it, you get, you get a gig. Yeah. I think it's just bands get to a certain level and, they just want like a reliable hard hitter that mm -hmm. will just show up and, you know, I don't know, it's, like we, it's, yeah. they don't like own stock in the band. It's like, we'll, we will pay you X amount a show. Yeah. Show, show up. <laughs> That's true. I just, it's, it's just like, it's more about like, like how did he get the gig? <laughs> yeah. Like, because like 
trying to think of how to put it into words. Essentially, so you as a drummer are trying to figure out how to get the gig. Is that what you're I want saying? to be <laughs> in Seether? That's what yeah. I'm saying. I want I to join play, Seether. I would. I don't play drums. I would play drums in Seether. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get to, guys. That's your goal. Yeah, man, I right. just really want to be in Seether. <laughs> I just want to be in fucking Seether, dude. I just you know the be flip fine. side of that is that you'd actually be in Seether. So like, <laughs> oh right, fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah um all right well <laughs> let's let's come back oh, on hot, course hot take uh, fuck either <laughs> what hold on <laughs> i don't know if you guys like seether or not but wait yeah. jeff what was that um we one of the early shows machinist played uh forever ago we had that kid come up to us it was like oh man you guys are you're better skillet. than skillet that was yep. the band he was like oh, man, man you guys are way better than skillet and i was like <laughs> sick thanks Thanks, man. Thank you. That was the that was the brother of one of the members of With Blood Comes Cleansing. Oh my god, that's right. Because we, that we were playing with Blood Comes Cleansing's reunion show, and like his kid brother, who's like twelve, comes up and he's like, "Man, you guys are way better than Skillet." And I was like, "I will take that compliment." Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Andy. Have you ever had any like weird like compliments like that where you're just like, "Thanks." I know that means a lot coming from you, but I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, none, none that's coming to mind, but no, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, that one just like we were talking about, uh, anyways. Okay. So back on track, the suicide file, let's, let's talk about them. So another Boston band, uh, they formed in roughly April, 2001, and they really only lasted like two or three years. Um, which that's another hardcore band lasting two or three years. They put a record out and then they break up, they broke up in 2003 um so they ended up reuniting in 20 in 2006 but only to do like um this is hardcore. like ba basically yeah <laughs> they play this is hardcore fest and they might they toured europe but like they're not really an active band they're just doing those reunion shows and stuff which so um, like i said i'd never heard of the suicide file and i fucking like it like this is good yeah uh, i like both sides of this record so um, yeah let's fucking like i really like this split um, yeah, I've never good. heard any of these songs and I like so, the Hope Conspiracy. Before what is this. the deal with the name of this split, Jeremy? You were trying to explain it to the other. It's the dead man's hand. Okay. Part so essentially, one. yeah. So essentially, and this is coming off of uh, uh death wishes website. Um, the, the, it's, so it's four, official. Yes. This is a four, um, part split series. That's uh -huh. quote built around the card suit. So there's aces, spades, clubs, etc. The cover art for this is a, is a, uh, uh, skull spade. spade um so but like so the series was meant to showcase what death wish felt were the best hardcore bands of the day all releases feature complex die cut covers designed by jacob bannon uh but th the crazy thing is, is three of the four planned splits were released but the fourth one never materialized so Damn. it was meant to be this four part like you know everything's based on these cards but there is no dead who man's do you hand think, four. who do you think should have been on the who do you think was on the fourth one well if it was like modern day for for Death Wish, I'd probably say it would be like Galjaway. I think Galjaway would be on there um, for for in terms Frail of like body. No, I don't. I I don't know. I'm just saying words. <laughs> just, just just other bands. Maybe um, I mean, maybe Hesitation Wounds. I mean, I just it's just cool. And I'm we're going to cover all of them eventually on the podcast. But um, this was a really good start to that series. I mean, these fucking songs are killer. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think both bands really bring it. Um, I found out that the Hope Conspiracy song, uh, what is it called? Uh, failure. failure. Yeah, Failure is actually like 
essentially a b-side to an earlier release that was never they just had held on to it and then put it out on this split or whatever and i think it's a fantastic song yeah i like it a lot i definitely felt like the the two suicide file songs were recorded at different times like the production on them sounded very different to me Um, i didn't catch that but i mean quite possibly i was i was listening on youtube so i don't know if like somebody else like put it together you know and like didn't put the same era recording on it or i don't know but i really liked it um i thought that both bands killed it and i'm gonna look up the suicide file because i didn't know they existed yeah andy were you a big suicide file fan yeah um i mean i so i heard their first ep like and then this came out i believe it's like the same year that it came out i was because i was looking like in, in advance of this to see but um yeah like so i did sound for a show in 2002 um that was at the skate park and it was like this all day fest and if you saw the lineup for this fest today it'd be in like i don't know like a like a football stadium or something it was just that <laughs> like that big of a like it was like fallout boy played and like crazy oh, um there was like 15 there were like 16 bands that played and under oath was the first band i did sound for uh for this show um so i was the only sound guy so i had to oh like, I was, like running around but like um i was excited to see the suicide file and they played and right when I was like setting up, I was trying to move quickly and um, there was a mic stand on the stage and I ran up on the stage and I fell and I almost fell on the mic stand. And if I (laughs) did that, I probably would have gotten impaled. So, (laughs) and that was like maybe five minutes before the suicide file went on. (laughs) And that would have been, that would have made it the most memorable, crazy suicide file show either. You guys remember when that that dude fucking murdered himself on stage at the beginning of our set? That would have been a thing. Um, Way to be selfish, Andy, and not fucking just, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, And like Naraj's guitar playing on, you know, on both of the, like just he's, the riffs on both sides of this of the record were great mm-hmm. and like the on ashcroft the uh like kind of midway to midway through the song like he does this like high lead uh yeah 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 and like i definitely ripped that off many times in the eradicator <laughs> stuff like just in terms of it's a good transition so like yeah i've definitely <laughs> ripped that off <laughs> yeah i was actually going to mention that lead in particular because i thought that um uh, Ashcroft was my favorite song on the whole record. Yeah. Uh, all three songs. I think it's a f- that that lead is definitely a really cool great. highlight. Um, something something that I, I I kept seeing over and over again in people's reviews of this of of the bands and stuff like that is that uh, uh, Suicide File they kind of stand out in in this way because they have this rock and roll influence. And so a quote from Naraj specifically says. The rock and roll influence just happened as a reaction of trying to be different. If I remember correctly, I was listening to a lot of 50s and 60s classic rock uh, artists like Chuck Berry to CCR. As a result, I tried to figure out how I could incorporate that into writing punk songs. Those bands keep it simple and catchy. So I decided to just try writing songs in the same way, simple and catchy. And uh, I think he fucking knocks it nailed, out of the park with yeah, the fucking these songs. Yeah. 
Um, That's I mean, cool that that was the idea behind like the songwriting was like, let me take like some dad rock songs and like think about how, how they're put together and then like apply that to like a hardcore punk. Yeah, hardcore. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's, I've, nowadays I have heard bands that kind of sound like this, but I think, you know, this is 20 years removed. So like they're probably ripping off the suicide file at this point, but uh, I I think it's a really cool thing. And it definitely seemed very original for the time. Everything that we've heard so far on death Wish, nothing has sounded really like them. Um, I think it's fucking awesome. And you're right, uh, Andy, when you're saying he, he, like his riffs on both sides are just killer. Yeah. Well, and like you listen to like the suicide file stuff that came out, in what 2002 and i just had to look it up just to see but like the bronx came out in 2003 oh yeah wow basically (laughs) like the suicide file is just a more punk bronx right 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 you know like dude did you did you see them at fest this past year um i did not i i forgot what was going on but i saw videos yeah the it videos are insane. Fucking yeah. <laughs> nuts, dude. So I had never seen the Bronx. Uh, and I very rarely am I like, I mean, you get it. You've been on tour for a million years. Like it, it's tough to like get gobsmacked about a band, like to get your jaw dropped because like, you know, we're all jaded. Like we've been, we've seen a majillion <laughs> bands, mm-hmm. but like, dude, they started playing and like, I literally was jaw dropped. I was like, this band is fucking amazing. Like they just like the singer. I just had, I have chill bumps right now talking about it. Like he just fucking got it, dude. And like he, it was, it was phenomenal to see. I was very excited. Yeah. To. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I like, I no, like the, vi- <laughs> yeah. the videos from that set of him standing in the middle of the crowd. And oh, they're and just circle pitting around him, circle pitting yeah. around him. Cause he was just like, basically like yo like but it's fest so you're you're not like it fest never gets like um like super aggressive the most they do is you know they'll 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 stage dive or or skank and nothing there's nothing wrong with those things but it's never been a super aggressive like crowd even for super aggressive bands and so he was just like no we have to keep it let's get it going and it goes out into the crowd and just just, like everyone circles around them also like the main stage at fest the big the Bo Diddley, the, the Bo Diddley Plaza. It's always like, you know, kind of family friendly. Uh, I don't It's more of like that feel. Mm-hmm. And the Bronx just came out and they were just like, what the fuck is up, motherfuckers? At like <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was just like, yes, yes, thank you. Now smoke <laughs> cigarettes on stage. Be yeah, bad the, boys. <laughs> it's the feeling I wish I, two, three years ago, Crime and Stereo played that same stage, oh, and uh, it was uh, so disappointing. Yeah, uh, it was a bummer. No one was there, no energy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I felt so bad it's for them. I, I hadn't seen them in like 10 years at that point, uh, and I was just like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> it's a weird stage. Yeah, it's right. it's great for, say, when you go to see Jawbreaker. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But if I'm going to see a hardcore band it's weird (laughs) it's weird to see him outside like that but anyways we talk about fest every episode we have to one day we will not do that (laughs) it's just just, (laughs) um all right but yeah so fest fest (laughs) fest scography fest scography (laughs) that's that's, all right um so i think i mentioned this earlier but i I, i'm 
the hope con side was was recorded with kurt balu but i i was not sure where the um suicide files side was recorded i know it was recorded somewhere different though you can obviously tell the the production not the quality but the styles were vastly different um but i i think that the production on both sides sounds fantastic um on the suicide file it's definitely it's not as uh how to put it it's not as like full sounding but that's not necessarily a bad thing because they are completely different kind of styles of bands. Hopecon's got that metallic tinged hardcore heaviness and Suicide File is that kind of like rock and roll hardcore where it's so it's like, you know, the the vocals and, and the, the higher end on the guitars really stand out on the Suicide File side, uh, side of the split. I think it's really cool. And honestly, I'm glad that they didn't go to the same person because I want the size of the split to kind of sound different. I'm, I don't know. Right. If that's like a weird opinion, but it's like, you know, there's there are two bands recording, even if they shared members, obviously, like it, it's two distinct bands. I want them to be distinct pieces uh, that work together, but don't sound exactly the same. I don't know if that's a weird thing, but uh, I'm just kind of let's just kind of spitballing. <laughs> so I'm looking. Um, so I think like the suicide file recorded at it looks like atomic recording company whereas oh, the okay. same place that no warning recorded ill blood yeah 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 okay um, that makes sense i i couldn't find it before but that they did record other records there so that would make sense that they would have recorded this there too oh. as well something i wanted to real quick bring up about the hope conspiracy i i something i've always liked about that band is the name i think it's a really cool unique name um uh-huh. It, it stands out from the crowd. And I did find a, a, an interview with them about where they came up with the name. And it's essentially a U2 reference, which is fucking weird. Hate it. <laughs> Basically, they the U2 had a tour in the 80s uh, called the Conspiracy of Hope Tour. So they were just like, apparently they're all U2 fans. <laughs> and they were like, that's perfect. That's what we're going to name our band. We're going to name our fucking metallic hardcore band after a U2 album or a U2 tour. I guess it's not the weirdest thing in the world, but it's just like a weird stretch. I don't know. I really like that shit. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> fine. I like it less now. Hashtag. Um, I don't want <laughs> the Hope Con to play fest anymore because that name thing is dumb. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. Uh, I don't care. I'm in a band called Machinist with an exclamation point at the end. I don't give a shit. Nothing matters. <laughs> Everything <laughs> really, is stupid. It really doesn't. Um, I wanted to talk about the artwork kind of briefly. We mentioned earlier that, um, you know, this is called Dead Man's Hand. And it's uh, the series is all built around these these card suits. Uh, mm-hmm. This one being spades. Um, I know you guys have the art in front of you. So essentially the the main cover art, which is a big spade that has a skull on it, is a die cut thing. And that you could so you could see the record behind it. It was like That's done sick. in like this cool, clear sleeve with that pressed onto it um and i think that that's just like the packaging is really fucking cool and it seems to be that this is the first time that death wish has done this sort of like unique packaging for a record but it's definitely not the last like they're right. they're kind of known for like their insane packaging nowadays at least uh you know you look at any converge like the last converge record is done on like this multicolor foil shit and then you look you know all these other bands have like die cut stuff or it's right. done in um I want to say the Touche Amore self-defense family split or collaboration record, I should say, was done like the the record is just a clear sleeve with their letters printed all over it. There's no actual like art. It's just 
I don't know. Like I like when bands or when um, artists play with the idea medium. of what, yeah, the medium. Like, so it's like, this is really cool. And it's the first time that we're seeing it with the label. Uh, and they definitely go on to do it. Um, it's definitely the least, uh, I, well, it's definitely more interesting. This artwork is more interesting than some of the, some of the ones we've seen recently on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that last one, uh, Andy, do you know the band horror, horror show? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah so we talked about the, one of their EPs last episode and like the, <laughs> Jeff just thought it was like a shoe print. It's like this weird, like blood splatter looking thing, but it kind of just looks like a shoe. It's not particularly good. <laughs> so to go from that to no, that's this, that's, I mean, it's relative. Like, I'm sure there are people who love it, but for us, yeah, I, for us. It, well, yeah, I was going to say everything on this. It's just for us, but it's just like um, in, in comparison, I think this artwork is really cool. Um, like I said, Jacob Bannon did it and he tends to do a lot of the the death wish artwork so i'm interested to see what the rest of these uh the series looks like um i don't know when we'll get to them yeah you know, i was gonna say do you know if they're like in quick succession these i don't dead, think so dead, dead man hand splits i think it's, series we definitely have a couple releases before the next one i think it was more of a maybe once a year sort of thing mm -hmm. rather than like uh, the next couple releases gotcha. um so yeah uh that's basically I feel like all there, I, yeah, yeah, there's not really a lot to talk about. I mean, it's three songs and I mean the 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 split comes in at like under six minutes. It's like five and change. So um that pretty much wraps it up on that. What are we going to next, Jeremy? What's the next segment? All right. Well, uh so I would say the next thing is oh yeah. What have we been listening to? Last last episode, we we went on a really big tangent, but like this, we're gonna keep it streamlined. This one. Uh I I've been doing a lot of um, I'm, I'm moving into a new place. I've been doing a lot of painting and I've just been like putting in kind of like my iPod on or my my iPod. Wow. My <laughs> not my your iPod, your Zune, my Zune. I've been putting my Zune on shuffle and uh, I don't know, Jeff, do you remember the band Spirit Animal? Do you know who I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Uh, Andy, have you ever heard of them? So they eventually changed their name to Holy Land. They were like a small hardcore band out of Richmond. Uh, and they put out two seven inches, I think, uh, with uh, the vocalist of Trapped Under Ice doing some guest stuff. Anyways, it's just kind of like super groovy, uh, hardcore. Uh, and it just like came up and all of a sudden I had to listen to all of it. So I've been <laughs> listening to Spirit Animal a ton. They they don't exist anymore. They basically put those seven inches out, got really popular and then died off. I mean, so is the yeah. story of hardcore. Uh, the other thing on, on a very opposite end of the spectrum is uh, I've been listening to the Blue Album by Weezer. It's very good painting music. Uh, I don't know. It just I was telling my my partner the story about how the person who introduced me to Weezer reminds me a lot of Rivers Cuomo. He's got the thick glasses. He plays guitar at a band. He kind of talks like it's it's this weird. His name is Rivers. Uh, no. Um, but yeah, it's just a really good record. And uh, and the last thing I've been listening to this week um, is another podcast I wanted to give a shout out to Jeff. You actually um, turned me on to this. It's uh, the Scaredy Cats Horror Show. Oh, it's good, man. Yeah, it's uh, basically the premise for all you have not heard of it is that one of the hosts really loves scary movies uh, and and like falls asleep to them. That's how much he loves them. Uh, and the other one uh, is deathly afraid of them. And yeah. that is kind of yeah, a has no interest in watching has, horror yeah, films. Exactly. Like is so scared of them. will never watch, never would watch them. But the premise of the show is to get that guy into horror movies like 
through exposure to them and through whatever. So I've been listening to that. It's fantastic. The first episode's on The Exorcist. The so like every episode, every every week, the the guy who doesn't like him has to like watch a horror movie on his own. Yep, yep. and he's and, scared uh, shitless. Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he fucking hates um, it. <laughs> yeah, so the second episode's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, it's really cool. It's really good. You guys should check it out. Jeff, what have you been listening to? I have been listening to Everything in Transit by Jack's Mannequin. Huh. All uh, right. It's a record that came out in 2005, but I uh, picked it up again recently and have just been jamming it. It's the guy from Something Corporate. It's his other band. Oh, yeah. I remember. Um, I guess like the band came into existence. He had been on tour for like two years, basically, with Something Corporate. And he just like went out in his garage this i remember this interview because it just stuck with me he like went out in his garage and just like shaved his head and his beard off and just like he had like long gross hair and like this big beard and he just shaved it all off and then like started writing this record and he was like all right this isn't a something corporate record and that's how this band started or whatever that's but i've just been listening to that pretty intense um, yeah it's pretty cool uh but uh yeah that's pretty much it i haven't really listened to a lot of stuff this week we've kind of had a crazy week but um andy what have you been listening to um i really haven't like i don't know something with the pandemic like i haven't really been listening to a lot of stuff um just like watching stuff and i'm I'm watching x uh what is it watchmen the hbo show oh the new hbo show yeah Yeah. which is pretty how is it it's pretty good Um, yeah i um yeah. I've never seen it, but I was super, super interested in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, people are definitely talking about it. Didn't it just become available on something? Hulu? I think it's coming to coming to yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Then the other yeah. thing, actually, there's a podcast that uh, Jake and Warren turned me on to. Or no, maybe it was Mike. But like we were listening to it when we were sure. playing shows that weekend in January, but it's called the endless honeymoon podcast. It's like a uh-huh. throwback to, um, love line, which is like an old MTV show in the nineties. I rem- I, I it's I've, like, I've seen some of that show. Yeah. It's like love <laughs> advice, but like the, um, it's like two comedians, this married couple, um, nice. but it's super funny. Um, yeah, That's so awesome. those are the things. <laughs> just What's like, it called again? Uh, Endless Honeymoon. I might have to check it out. It's no, fun. but I know what you mean about the pandemic, man. Like, honestly, the only reason I'm staying, like, like having new music to listen to and talk about is just because this podcast has helped me and Jeff, like, kind of have something to, like, do every week. Sure. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, in, in the sense of, like, okay, so I'm going to listen to the songs we're talking about uh the record we're talking about but i also want to have a contribution to the what are you listening to so i've been trying to stay somewhat up to date on on new music or just i just have, have it some- all <laughs> <laughs> some like normally these segments go jeremy's like i've been listening to this record that came out and this record that came yeah. out and then this record and i'm like i've been listening to the mulan soundtrack so <laughs> uh but yeah I, I just i just know what you mean in the, in the sense of like um not just not doing anything or yeah. not listening to anything it's a it's a fucking weird time it is and, and you know there's bands still releasing new like new new music like trash talk just put a new record out like a couple weeks ago and it's like i feel weird with that stuff because it's like you know you're not going to see that band for a year at least yeah, from yeah. now yeah. i mean probably longer for us i mean i live we both live in small towns uh, me and jeff and like 
you know, trash talk. I've seen they've come through Florida like once since I've lived here, you know, and now. But it's like, who knows the next time it's going to happen with all this shit that's happening. But anyways, not to get too. <laughs> so so to to do the opposite of what Jeremy just said, uh, I was uh, watching uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Have you seen that show? Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. With Action Bronson I was watching that uh, the other night and uh, I was really stoned again and uh i wasn't really watching it it was just on and then i heard like this dude talking and he's like yeah my son is a founding member of the band trash talk and i was like <laughs> what 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 <laughs> and like i like fumblingly like rewound it and they were at this place like this restaurant and like the dude who owns it he's like yeah that's how we got in touch with action like my my son was one of the founding members of trash talk and like he's really big friends with action so he told him to check out my place oh, when wow. he was over here and i was just like what the fuck that's so like I, cool. I never would have expected to hear trash talk's name <laughs> on a fucking cooking show <laughs> but um yeah. all right well we got one more little section of the podcast before we wrap things up uh this it's week called on talk shit to the guest all right this Andy, week on talk listen. shit to the guest <laughs> your uh, hair looks nice it's, it's <laughs> oh, thanks that looks like cool artwork in the background of the yeah is that a, ba- is that a, is that so a basketball I'm, hoop yeah so i'm currently at uh so i'm in milwaukee but i live in chicago but i'm one of the owners of a uh music venue in milwaukee so i'm oh. here working today and we are not open, by the way. <laughs> we won't yeah, be open um, for a while. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I work for a venue like we talked about earlier. Jake and Warren partially own this place called The Backyard. And I'm I'm I work there and we are not open currently, but like we were open. But then because the, the state is trying to roll out like these openings mm-hmm. uh, and they're trying to push like the third wave of reopening and stuff like that. But the cases like the numbers have just are spiking so hard yeah, that we've Flor- like, closed Florida back is again. going insane, dude. Like we're not having if, like shows like don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like, oh, yeah, we're having course. shows, but it's just like we are just being open as a bar. Like, yeah. But even that is like, no, I don't feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very weird and i can imagine especially with you being in a big city like milwaukee it's a it's something yeah um, but okay yeah uh listen listener shit this is this is stuff uh asked asked wow i just stumbling all over that sentence some listeners asked us some questions i'm gonna throw these out to you guys and just right, you know right. give me your fucking all right what is the scariest movie you you saw when you were a kid that was asked by savannah travers <laughs> Um, for me, I think I can answer Jeff <laughs> right now, and that's going to be Child's Play. Nope, you're wrong, because I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so because scary, you I couldn't see it. Because I can't fucking watch it. <laughs> I get to the part where she gets onto him for turning the TV on, and then she puts him to bed, and the doll is in the bed, and she goes out of the room, and that fucking doll head goes and looks at him and i fucking turn it off every time dude i can't do it i can't I, i've read every wikipedia about every child's play movie that's ever existed i know everything about it cannot watch the fucking movie i can't i can't do it, it sucks hmm. yeah i was gonna say we were talking earlier about i i'm i'm pretty afraid of horror movies i don't like jump scares um i've seen at this point i've seen a ton of horror movies that like would have scared the shit out of me as a kid like i've seen the original nightmare on elm street but as a kid i would never have watched it i would never have been able to 
So like, honestly, I did not watch very many horror movies when I was a kid. And so the only the scariest thing I can think of, and yes, it's not technically a horror movie, but it still scared me. and I still watched it was the X-Files. Oh. <laughs> like it for whatever reason, that theme song, man, it'd come on and I just freak out and I would just like not be able screaming. to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> not in a good way, though. Um, But yeah, I just it's just like something it was very eerie and it had all the, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily the aliens, but the monsters of the week would always freak me out as a kid. And but that's uh, it's it's not until I became an adult that I've even watched any scary movies. Uh, and I'm still struggling with that, which is why I like that podcast I talked about so much earlier, because <laughs> I identify with this guy who's like, I've seen The Exorcist and it really freaked me out. I was like, yes, same. Hmm. Andy, what about you? Uh, two that are sticking out. So uh, the movie Candyman. Oh, that was in the nineties. Okay. I mean, I, I'm from Chicago, and it's kind of based in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, um, that and Shocker. So Shocker came out and Shocker came out in '89. It was it was like yeah, just the one with the guy who who dies in the electric chair. Yeah, that's right. Yes, this shit. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's it, he like die, doesn't he like die in the electric chair and he can like move through like yeah like phone lines uh, and shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see it now. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. All right. So Second question. Cra- yeah, it was a Wes Craven movie. <laughs> yeah, Wes Craven. Okay, shit. I actually really do enjoy you know, watching older movies like that. Now I might have to look that up. You know they're making that um, Candyman remake. Yeah, I saw that. There's, there's tra- trailers for it and everything. Huh. Uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele joint. Oh, yeah, that's right. Got one more question for everyone. This one's brought to us by Sarah Warrender. With the cult-like following that Mike Amoko Romance has, would you ever label them as a boy band? Discuss. <laughs> that's, well, that's it. I I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to say that, sure. Well, I don't know. Fucking, they're a pop band at this point. Whatever. I mean, I don't have opinions on real strong opinions on Mike Amoko Romance. I just, it was just a really funny question because she knew that we were talking about this record that the guy is now in my chemical romance. So she wanted to give us something dumb to talk about. I don't know, man. Like I, in my head, boy brand, boy band, boy, in my head, boy bands don't play instruments. Okay. That that actually, that's a really good, (laughs) cause like like I was going to say, that's like my definition in my head, like new kids on the block, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, uh, O town. Yeah. Shit. Even like someone like, like, the monkeys like they were a kind of a boy band because they didn't play their own instruments they were just pop stars singing mm. okay all right i don't know sorry sarah they're not a boy band no matter how much you want them to be all right well we're gonna <laughs> let's wrap things our, up our, our word is law <laughs> <laughs> our word is law <laughs> sorry sarah okay um next episode we are going to be discussing uh the ep glass bullet by the band the blinded light um this is a band i've, I've never heard of um always excited for stuff like that death wish has a pretty strong track record so far i think uh we've only really hated one record um mm. we won't Which mention it <laughs> andy i'll tell you later right. <laughs> but they, they uh, know so. they know what it is <laughs> they, we they look, we dragged it we dragged it pretty hard uh it's uh, fucking uh oh what's it called that's how bad it is. We've just yep. it's we we moved on. All right, hell, yeah, so uh, hell, hell child. Yeah, hell child. Yeah. Bear, the album Bearskin by Hell just Bearskin by Hell Child. Um, but yeah, so next episode we're gonna be talking about Glass Bullet by the Blinding Light. Um, so you can hey, find. Hold on the, a second, Andy. 
what are you up to these days? Are there plans? Uh, I know obviously things are, you know, on hold because mm-hmm. of COVID, but what, uh, what have you got going on these days? You got anything coming up? You got anything you want to plug? You got any sorted hot goss that you want to <laughs> release on our podcast? Um, you heard it here first. Lamb yeah. goat beefs. Tell us. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, so like I said, I'm, part owner of with like a group of like 10 people of a bar in Milwaukee or it's a venue in Milwaukee called X-Ray Arcade. Um, obviously been closed since March. Uh Um, so yeah, it's called X-Ray Arcade. Um, we, uh, you know, not doing great financially. So if anyone wants to in the, um, uh, podcast sphere, if wants to donate, uh, go to our Facebook page and we've got like a GoFundMe link up there. Hell yeah, we'll link it in the we'll link it in the pods yeah, description sure. also. Cool. And then oh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's really it. I'm actually trying to like write more stuff because what else am I gonna do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, starting to write like the third eradicator LP, which is good. Oh, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that that last one was really good. So Oh, always excited for new stuff. The first one, not so much, but that last one. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Um, you could check did you guys, out. The- did you guys, sorry to cut you off again, Jeremy, <laughs> talking about owning a bar. Did you hear that the fucking Jinx in Savannah is closing because they're, of well, this? They are closing, but they're, they're, they are already putting in plans in motion to just move. Well, yeah, mm. but the, the Jinx has been where the Jinx is for like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're getting like evicted. <laughs> Yeah, 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 they're getting evicted because they literally can't pay the rent for the bar. Yep. Yeah, it's and, fucked up. Uh, not to put that heavily on your mind, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. Fucking... <laughs> God, Jeff. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, don't worry be, about it. It must, <laughs> must be mad, bad, but you know what could happen? <laughs> sorry. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just goes, he just hangs up. He's, He's like, like, no, 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 no. Delete this. <laughs> I don't uh, want to do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, re- I rescind my permission. <laughs> I'm going to say our social media stuff now. You're going to cut me off again. All right, here we go. Our Instagram. You can find the podcast at Deathscography Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Deathscography. You can find us on Facebook at Deathscography Pod as well. We have a Facebook group where you can talk shit. It's called Death Wish Posting. Um, it's been pretty fun so far. Uh, it's only it's still relatively new, but it's a cool thing. You can email us at deathscographypod at gmail.com. Uh, email some dumb questions uh, and we'll answer them like we did like when we're talking about MCR as a boy band. I don't know. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Iron Raygun. Jeff? You can find me on Instagram at Despite Jeff and on Twitter at Carbomb Sermon. Andy, where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram at The Eradicator. Cool. Uh, I was going to say, so thanks again, Andy, for coming on. It's yeah, been a really absolutely. fun time. Um, we really like having people who like the records. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when you express interest, you're like, I like these bands. That's really fun for us to to have that because it's uh, a lot of times for us, it's like stuff we don't know. So it's yeah, real, been really fun for me. All this right. was for me. This was cool because like Andy's a little bit older than us, so he could actually like like he remembers when it came out like oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like it was cool to hear a perspective like that that we haven't heard yet on the podcast of somebody who was like in the know in the scene when that came out so like that's cool yeah exactly all right well thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week bye
See ya.